0: This Bike Life podcast is brought to you by BikeFlights.com, your source for the best bicycle shipping service and bike shipping boxes. Whether you're shipping for a trip or after a sale, whatever your shipping needs, Bike Flights makes it easy. Take advantage of Bike Flights' convenient residential pickups and they'll come and get your shipment directly from your home or wherever you're staying. Visit BikeFlights.com forward slash warm showers for more information. Now on to the show. Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you that there is a great place that you can go to check out more about today's guest, and it is by wayofthetrail.com. and that is Kevin's blog, and this is a great place to go. Check it out, follow him, find all the information there, and now let's get back to the show. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Bike Life. And today we have a really great conversation that's going to take place, and I know that you're going to love it. And I know that this is going to be something that's super important for many of us to discuss, and it's going to be around what it's like being queer in the outdoor community. And today's guest, his name is Kevin. He's been on this show before. He's amazing. He is here to share his wisdom and knowledge and personal experiences. So thank you for joining us, Kevin.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me back, Tyler. It's great to be here.
0: I always love when we chat because we can talk about the, the bike industry. We can talk about what you do and your side of it. And I think that you should tell people a little, give them a little synopsis of, your, of what you do if, if they haven't listened to your first show. And then let's dive into this topic that I'm super excited about.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I work for Rails to Trails Conservancy as my career. I'm the manager of trail planning here. And previously you and I spoke about the Great American Rail Trail, which is a cross-country multi-use trail. We're currently in the process of developing. It's a 53% complete, so there's still a lot more miles to go, but it's very exciting what it could do for rural communities and for people who want to bike across the country, but don't necessarily want to go on highways and such. We've We've got a ways to go, but it's in a good spot right now.
0: And that was a great show, so for those of you listening, we will link back to that actual podcast so you can go back and check out our business conversation. <laughs> I yeah. feel like that yeah. was that was more the 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 industry side, and this is the personal side, so yeah, we'll link that back so people can go check it out.
1: Yeah, thanks, and I, I enjoyed that conversation. I always like talking about that project because it's very close to my heart it's like a it's a, absolutely the business part, but it's also a personal thing because I plan on doing it myself. I know people who like across the country. And it's exciting, but also thinking about the people who are doing these things. So I wanted to come back and chat with you just as a gay person, as a queer person, I have a different experience outside. And granted, I am a white man. I am cisgender. I am athletically built. So like I fit in, in many places, but I always, there's always a little piece that's a little off and interesting and different. And so I feel like I've got some, some new experiences and, um, points of view that I could share on the topic of biking and the outdoors.
0: And I, and I appreciate that very much because you know with, there are a lot of barriers for certain parts of the world and for certain individuals to doing long bike touring. And one of them is how comfortable are you at connecting in larger communities and how will rural and smaller towns receive you? I mean, I, I can just talk about myself. I, I am also um, you know a, a white American woman, but I do appear a little different than a lot of women because I have a whole lot of tattoos. And so I know that I can go into certain places especially in different parts of the world, when I walk into certain situations, people are very much taken aback um, by the way that I appear just because of my, my, my skin. And that's those are self-chosen on my body. But I am aware that we have these barriers to experiencing certain things. And to me, the best way to address these barriers are, is to have good conversations about it, to open people's mind, to bring education forward.
1: Absolutely. I spend a lot of time for work traveling in um, r- a lot of rural places. And there's some great people I've met. I have had very few bad experiences, thankfully, knock on wood. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: have travels in, in rural areas. I don't mean to besmirch people who live in rural areas. Yes, as I of any, course. By any means, but it's always in the back of my head. I mean, I grew up right, I came of age right when Matthew Shepard was murdered in Wyoming. And if you don't know him, he was a gay man at the University of Wyoming who um, various accounts talk about, but he was in a bar and these two men took him out and killed him in the woods and left him tied to a fence. Um, They claim it was just in self-defense, but he was a, a gay presenting man who they were threatened by. And that I still wasn't out yet at the time. I was probably 13 or so when that happened, but that absolutely imprinted in me. And it's always colored my opinion of places that are outside of cities. Not that cities are, are everything and, and perfect, but with fewer people in terms of diversity. So my first work trip for the Great American Rail Trail took me to Wyoming, and I'd never been to the state. I was nervous, to be honest, um, mm-hmm. for seeing if there's a very specific type of fence in Wyoming, like a prairie fence, if you know what I'm talking about. Like, yeah together the fence that Matthew Shepard was tied to I'd never seen one before so driving out there I saw one and I didn't realize just how much that affected me in a way and I was like it was also right after the 2016 election and Mm. interesting time to be in Wyoming so the whole time I was kind of on guard Um, I've gone back since and I've definitely felt less guarded but it's been a it's been a thing every time I travel somewhere like that
0: It's trauma, right? You're, 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 you know, we carry trauma, you're carrying trauma, even if it wasn't your trauma, it was a, it was a trauma of another human.
1: Absolutely. And again, I've met great people there who have, have changed opinions for sure, but that's just one example of like how the visual environment can also impact like what I'm feeling when I'm there, you know? Yeah. Something as a, um, a man as well. And I don't necessarily present as gay when you first meet me i have the privilege of what you say passing as this Mm -hmm. terminology in the community um i also am a drag queen on the side so i can be real gay if i want to be my my drag name is whiskey ginger she's a salty redhead (laughs) Um, it's fun but when i'm in places around a lot of straight men they don't know necessarily immediately that i'm gay so i actually have the privilege of (laughs) privilege (laughs) Um, I'm hearing some things that I might, women might not otherwise hear or someone who mm. presents as gay might not hear. So it's, it's fascinating to me to have like a foot in both of those worlds, turning it on and off in a way. So especially when I'm on like a bike tour or something, I've gone on three overnight, multi-day bike tours in my life. And each of them has had different experiences, all positive. But if I'm around like lots of straight men, you could definitely feel the energy being very different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I went with a female friend or another gay friend of mine biking through Europe. Um, the energy's always a little different.
0: Mm-hmm. So tell so, me about how you handled that initial fear. You know, how how did that how did you process it to get to the place to where you could or, or maybe you don't always but to merge, you know, your true inner essence with the fear that you carried. I I mean, I feel like that's part of that's part of the journey is the transformation to be able to be comfortable and know that um you can be yourself in this community, in this industry, and no matter where you are, um, even if you can turn it off.
1: Yeah, right. Um, I guess I grew up outside. Um, I grew up in New England in the Boy Scouts. We always went camping, hiking. I lived kind of in the, the country part of the suburbs, so I've always felt comfortable outside. So I guess part of my development as a person, recognizing my sexuality, different things like that, I, outside is always part of that. So it's not like I wasn't outside to begin with. So I already felt comfortable doing stuff in the outdoor space. It was then when I realized how that I was different from the other guys that I had a choice that I could make, right? I could either retreat from that and then shy away from that, or I could just push through, find the people who were like-minded, um, I've had lots of great experiences outside. I've spent an entire summer in the woods in Arkansas with the student conservation association, building trails. I spent a summer in a cabin with no electricity or water in Colorado. I've gotten to do all those things and meet cool people and everywhere I've gone, I've found the tribe, right? Mm. It's that I felt comfortable outside. So I already had that barrier of entry was really low for me.
0: Mm. I feel that. So, do you feel that there is still work to be done in educating? Um, well, I mean, I already know the answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like it halfway, anyway. <laughs> I'm halfway through it and I'm like, well, I mean, um, I, I feel, you know, we've made a lot of changes as a human population, especially in the Western world. We have learned. I like to believe we're still growing and evolving and trying to eliminate division, yet division still exists. Um do you feel that there is a place in the, I'm going to talk specifically in the bike touring community. Um, is there still a place here where there's work to be done in terms of honoring? And I don't, I don't want to, I know you, you're sharing your own personal examples, so I don't want to go like cast this big wide net of all diversity, but um, as, a, as, as a whole, do you feel that the bike community is more progressive or still has work to be done kind of on a basis of a whole?
1: That's a great question. As you caveated, I'm only speaking from my own experience, but yeah, I feel like, of course, there's there's always gonna be more work to be done. I do think the bike communities is a good, I do think that there is love. I think that there is kindness and acceptance. You don't come to bike touring, I feel like from a closed off place, right? You're not, if you're going to, into different places you've never been, you already are willing to subject yourself to being uncomfortable and being different because you're not from there, right? If you're mm-hmm. distance, um you're okay with new landscapes and new new experiences. So I do feel like people who are already in that are open for that. But we still have ways to go. We still have ways to go in terms of visual representation, especially people of color. I am a white queer man, but I want to see more queer black people outside. I want to see more queer Asian people, queer people of color in general outside. The good thing about The queerness, as we said, is you don't necessarily know someone is from just looking at them necessarily. So that's kind of fun that you can, the broader we reach in terms of the more people are outside, the the more queer people will reach too, I feel like. Um, So I thank you for having a voice and using it on this platform to talk about. Like that can definitely hopefully make more people comfortable outside.
0: Yeah, I, I recognize the own work that I need to do and, you know, us at Warm Showers need to do. It, it came up when we submitted our last survey because we had, um, a company actually create, you know, like the technical side of the questions that we wanted to ask. And when they had, um, like gender as an option, just even looking at the gender issue, you know, it was male or female. And so I kind of was taken aback to realize that we had been for the entire process of planning this not looking at it from the diverse scope of there are other gender options like where where how can we capture the fluidity of gender of today and so we we revised the whole thing and, and had somebody I had someone on the side that is uh, very knowledgeable in this, like help us look at language like our, I think that that's from our perspective of warm showers, how can we be more inclusive and what 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 don't we know? like where are our own blind spots? and language is a, a big part of that and how we address our community.
1: Language is huge. you can't discount that at all. I feel like it's so important for people to see themselves represented and be able to say, if I'm providing input to you, that I can properly and authentically describe myself as a human. People who don't have any parts of themselves that are marginalized in any way can't quite understand what that means. Mm -hmm. I wanna put a plug out for groups that are going out there. I saw different like queer camping organizations, queer bike organizations. There's a major role for what they call affinity groups to help bring more people in. And what that is, is a safe space for you to be with people who are like yourself, not to isolate yourself in any way, but to say that this is where queer people are gonna come to do this thing together so that I know when I show up, at least that's one thing I don't have to like battle up against, you know? So mm-hmm. there are groups for people of color, affinity groups for women, affinity groups for various things. I do think a queer bike touring affinity group be a really interesting place. I've seen it online already. I know I've followed people who are biking across the country who are queer and doing that in one-offs and duos. And like, how do we bring those folks together to talk?
0: well, and, more accessible for
1: others to do so.
0: Yes, yeah, so and now that you say that, I I want to put the call out to you Kevin. I'm going to put you on the spot and say please introduce us. Let's yeah. bring let's bring these groups into warm showers and, you know, create a collective voice. I have I've kind of held a vision with this organization for quite some time to bring together like-minded organizations to sit sort of at a round table to just have open dialogue because, you know, we have primarily operated in, in a silo because, you know, our technology is big, our user base is big, like we, we just didn't have the resources to be able to facilitate that. But what you just discussed, I think would be really wonderful as a way to, you know, we, we have, because we have such large numbers behind us, and we have such a large audience, we could really highlight and continue education through those groups. So please bring them to the table.
1: Gladly. I would be happy to. I've 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 met a few people. The power of social media, I lament it sometimes. I dropped off of Facebook because I found it to be toxic for me. I might rejoin one day, but I I'm on Instagram and Twitter and it's nice to to see people who are out there doing the thing and like celebrating. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. I will. I will. When we're done with this today, and for those of you that are listening, you just got to see how this is how we make things happen behind the scenes. We just talk about it, and next thing you know, we just make it happen. That's how we yeah, operate, yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially Kevin and I. I mean, we with the, our, the 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 chats that we've had. It's always let's do this. We say okay, then we do it. So I will. I will follow up with you about that. Great. Sounds good. So uh, a couple of questions. Number one, how like what can organizations like Warm Showers do to encourage hosts or touring cyclists to be more inclusive? Well, I mean, from, from your perspective, like, what what else can we do? Other than our language, because clearly, you know, we've identified where we need to make improvements and there are lots of ways that we're going to continue to make improvements. What else can we do to create a more inclusive community?
1: Yeah, that's great. Um, I, especially from the host perspective, someone who is biking and wants to use a host, I could, I could sense that it could be a little awkward if you don't present a certain way, if you might be a trans person or a person who looks a certain way. There, if, is there some way on your platform to make it known that a host is queer friendly? And I say that in a way because I don't think that there are people on your platform who aren't queer friendly. I would hope that they're not coming to your platform if they're homophobic or transphobic or something. But is there a way to make it more to the forefront that this person actively is checking a box that they are LGBT plus friendly? Um.
0: Yeah, really great question. I will. I actually just noted that down, and I will add that to our technology team. I, I believe you and I spoke about the fact that Warm Showers is going through a review of our technology. We'll be, you know, creating a full revised version of our platform. And one of the things that we can do is. Um, while we're going through this transformation to a different type of technology, we can update our, our actual application in what people present as, as hosts. We can make required fields that people complete when they sign up. I think that that would be brilliant.
1: Yeah, actually, let, let's, let me go a step farther and say, like, you have to click a box if you're going to do that to mm. you are actively LGBT friendly. Not like it's an option, but it's a we mm. welcome here if you're not, right? Why why did I even say it otherwise? Like, it should be a
0: a given. It should be a... a Yes. It should be part of committing to the values of warm showers.
1: And then, as we say that LGBT friendly plus, but I also, because there are so few people of color who are represented in our space right now, how can we make that, even if they're not queer, how can we make Mm -hmm. that? Saying, using the words to say, this space has presented very white for a very long time we're actively trying to change that. What do we say to our hosts to make it very clear that you are friendly to anybody who comes to your door?
0: Right and especially considering that from our perspective we are in, we are in an international organization. So we have we have users that travel from all over the world to different parts of the world and so I think that that I think that that carries through a lot of what we're doing in terms of our goals for global global development is to really look at those pieces, like what parts of the world are underrepresented in warm showers, um, primarily because there may not be an inclusive space.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you talk globally in terms of your reach, there are many countries where my my future husband and I would not be welcome to do a bike mm-hmm. some people's homes. So. I don't know if there's some analysis of like what countries have certain LGBT laws and rules that not that you need to necessarily pull out of that, but like your hosts need to be friendly to that, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Lot, lots, lots of really good thoughts. I like how you're you're thinking, and and thank you for pro- for providing that those suggestions. So okay, so that's one that's one piece, like the profile, like how a host presents their profile. Now, you know we also have the option for those that are touring cyclists, they complete their own profile. And so do you feel, in your opinion, that it is wise for cyclists to be straightforward in how they present or any of their preferences in their profile so hosts know in advance and can make a decision? Well, not that we want them to make a decision one way or the other, but that they have advanced knowledge. I don't know if I'm saying that right.
1: I, I hear what you're saying people's orientations and like gender identities. If someone may want that knowledge to be known ahead of time, someone may not want a host to be surprised that they're showing up. They are mid transition of of Mm -hmm. a transition and want to, or gender confirmation and want to make sure, make it known like, you know, I'm not presenting as a male or a female necessarily in a way that you might recognize. Someone else might not want that. So I think having that as an option is really strong, but not as like a a box that someone can see the yes or no check. Just Mm -hmm. like the LGBT friendly box to be a yes or no check. I want it to show up if that person wants it to show up, right? So as the user, if I want to be like, yeah, I am gay and I want you to know that because that means something to me. If you're accepting my entry, that means you know this fact about me. I think that's a really important thing that you could provide relatively easily for people to
0: choose. Yes, definitely. And that's, again, I was going to boil down to the languaging in the application. And that's for new users. Then we have the the idea that we have profiles for 185,000 people already online that don't have those filters put through or those, um, even just the text. So we'll process how that's possible. But let me ask you from, from your perspective, if you and your husband, future husband were planning to do a long tour, would you complete a profile and include that in there? Or would you, would you not? And this is just me asking you personally, like to give people an idea of what the thought process is like for other people to go through this. If they, you know, if they present only one way to give them the perspective, that's different.
1: If we were traveling together and planned on sharing the same room? Yes, I would definitely want that. We've traveled together to Morocco and other places in Panama where we walk into the hotel room and they're surprised when we have a bed, one bed in the room. So Mm -hmm. it's a conversation that we have to have. So I'd love to not have to do that in this kind of a situation. Um, So personally, yes. I honestly think I'm actually actively challenging myself to be more gay. (laughs) And I use that (laughs) because I can... I've trained myself to pass, or to do the code switching, as they say, in certain places to make it known, like, I'm, I'm in a certain place, I'm going to act a certain way so that I fit more like that. It's not necessarily a good thing for the human psyche to do that. As a gay man, I wish that I wasn't so trained to have a deeper voice when I'm on the phone, to walk a little less swishy when I'm in a group of, of all men, but I do that anyway. But what I'm trying to actively push myself to do right now in life is to claim that gayer space, to talk about being a part-time drag queen on the side, to do to talk about my, my fiancé as a man, not a woman. Like I'm, I'm challenging myself in that way. So I would put myself, even if I was traveling solo, I would want to put that on there just to be like, yeah, there is a gay man coming to your door who is great and is going to have dinner with you and we're going to have a good time. Um not everyone wants that, but I think I would
0: do that well, it's also because you are setting an example of what's possible, and I appreciate that very much you're you know you're you're creating space for others to do the same so i first of all, I just deeply honor that you're willing to have this conversation and be honest like that thank you
1: absolutely it's It's a lot of fun. <laughs>
0: Today's episode is brought to you by BikeFlights.com, the leading bicycle shipping service and bike box supplier for cyclists. You'll enjoy low costs, excellent service, and on-time delivery with every shipment, and you get preferred handling for your high-value bikes, wheels, and gear. As a brand built around a love for the outdoors, they are committed to reducing environmental impact, and every Bike Flights shipment is carbon neutral. Join the nearly 1 million cyclists who have used bike flights to ship their bikes, wheels, and gear with confidence since 2009 and see how easy it is to book, manage, and track all of your shipments. Visit bikeflights.com forward slash warm showers today for more information and to book your shipment. Now back to the show. So... Um- if there are others that have different sexual or gender orientations that um, code switch, as you say, um, to fit in and belong and be able to be a part of the bike touring community and haven't yet um, fully, you know, I guess, embraced or however you want to, I'm not sure I have the right words, so forgive me if I say it okay. incorrectly. Um, what suggestions do you have for people to step fully into that role of themselves and feel more comfortable? Like, are there tips or tools you can give people to? Um, you know, sort of relax that balance between fitting in and owning yourself. I want to be
1: careful in what I say because code switching and like presenting different parts of yourself in certain ways actually can be a protective tool for some people. So I don't want to make it seem like, well, he's living his authentic self out there. Why can't you do that? Because Mm. backgrounds. I come from a deeply... Catholic background that was traumatizing for me as a child, but I've worked through that in therapy as, and I've had the luxury of having insurance. That's helped me pay for therapy and being from a family that's accepted me being gay. It took some time, but everyone's accepted it now. Not everyone has that. So Mm -hmm. sure. Absolutely. Go out there, do the work, go outside, clean your space. I can say that till the cows come home, but it really is every individual's um, comfort level. Personal, physical safety, emotional safety. Um, Yeah, it's a case-by-case basis, really. like a toolbox, but it's not up to for that, yeah.
0: And and I know that that was a very difficult question, and and I also feel like you touched on something important, that in some parts of the world, physical safety requires um, a totally different mindset around this topic than it does here in the Western world.
1: Yeah, and that shouldn't be lessened in any way by a loud out gay man in Washington, DC, where it's, this is one of the gayest cities in the, the country, if not the world, like it's very safe and I never feel any type of way around here. But yeah, when I was traveling around Morocco, I definitely had my, my guard up a little bit more, whether that was a disservice to the people who were there, who actually would have been kind and welcoming, but I knew like, you know, I'm only here for two days. I'm, I'm trying to enjoy my trip and maybe come back later.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I also appreciate that you are very forthcoming in in your life and in your workplace. And, you know, that also speaks to Rails to Trails, that speaks to the industry, that speaks to you because you've created a place to be able to explore that openly. And, you know, it would be, you know, my goal, your goal, all of our goals to see this, uh, this more openness in other corporations and organizations. So for the people that are listening you know, we all have work to do on the, around this topic. We all do. And I feel like this could be a really good introduction into, you know, if, if, if you don't know, if you don't know, do some research. If you need to bring in outside support into your company to look at your language in your own businesses or your own employers, you know, be a part of that change where wherever you can and however you can. Because there is a place for everyone to be a part of this conversation.
1: Yeah, it's it really starts at the individual level. I mean, I'm 36 years old. I've seen so much change in my life. There are older gay men who could never have imagined where we are today that I talk to on a regular basis because when they were kids, they couldn't even, there was no gay club. There was nothing for them to like aspire towards. I'm getting like, it blows my mind <laughs> that we get to do that. Um, so we've made a lot of progress and I think it's because incrementally People are have come out. The whole act up fight AIDS thing was acting up like showing who you are visually claiming that space means so much. So claiming that space in the workplace, and if you find your workplace isn't accepting of that, it's not the right workplace. Granted you need a paycheck, but like I'm very blessed to work in a place like Rails to Trails Conservancy. And there's no organization in this space to me that has said anything other than positive things that is trying to do their best. Not everyone makes all the right, exact right steps, and that's fine. A friend of mine says, as long as you're misstepping in love, we're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> Mess up a little bit is cool, but we're trying to get to the same place together, then let's keep going. Yeah.
0: Well, that's me, because I, I don't feel like I always get my words right, or, um, but I do know that I'm, my heart is you know, very much involved in wanting to create safe space for everybody. Yeah. Wow. Well, Kevin, this has been phenomenal. Thank you. I, I feel like this is probably one of many conversations we can have on this topic. And so okay. I'm, going to, I'm going to continue this conversation internally at Warm Showers. And then of course, if we can bring more other organizations in that are working sort of, I'm not sure what you called them. You call them these affinity groups. Maybe we can have more conversations and I might ask you to join me on those shows and, and help me create introductions to other topics.
1: Yeah, I would be glad to to assist. I think it's great. Thank you for having me. And I look forward to hearing more queer people on your podcast.
0: <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Sounds good. And for those that are interested in joining this show, we have a very simple application to submit your story. You can always email me directly, which is Taverlee T-A-H-V-E-R-L-E-E, at warmshowers.org. And I don't give out my fo- my email address very often. So consider this an open invitation to contact me about joining the show. We would love to have you. so thank you Kevin thank you for opening this door
1: thank you so much for having
0: me all right people we will be back thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoyed the show as much as we enjoyed making it wherever you are listening please leave us a rating and a review as it helps us reach more cyclists and hosts around the world This episode of Bike Life Podcast was brought to you by BikeFlights.com, your source for the best bicycle shipping service and bike shipping boxes. Check out their boxes from the small to the large, which is suited for any type of bicycle, whether it's a children's bike, medium-sized bike, fully assembled bike, e-bike, and any other type of gear that you have. Go to BikeFlights.com forward slash warm showers in order to check out the boxes and book your next shipment. Visit us at warmshowers.org to become a part of our community or on Instagram at warmshowers_org. underscore org. If you would like to be a guest on the show or submit a question, please make sure to email us at podcastwarmshowers.org. At